This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. everyone. You're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. I hope everyone's doing really good. I myself am doing pretty great. It's a a wee bit stressful lately, I'm not going to lie. I've just entered week seven of the semester, I think. I know a lot of people are looking forward to mid-semester break. So am I. So am I. Unfortunately, along with mid-semester break comes with a lot of assignments due. So, yeah. Gotta, gotta get that sorted soon. But anyway, anywho... I actually had a wee bit of a confession to make to you guys, and um, I am so sorry. <laughs> For any of you guys who had tuned in to my last episode, uh, which was me basically celebrating my two-year anniversary kind of is that the right word for it um for this show i had mentioned basically a plan of things on how things are going so like i said the plan was to go over the situation that happened in malaysia and the uh and then i was going to do barbie and then i was going to do oppenheimer maybe oppenheimer still maybe because i still haven't seen it and um i know it was super super shocking that i actually had a plan in place for once um And I feel like I shouldn't be shocked at the fact that I didn't actually follow the plan. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. The thing is, like I said, because of the sensitive nature of what I'm writing about, what I'm talking about, um, I need to write it down. And I need to have a proper script, like proper prompts, so then I don't accidentally say the wrong thing and offend people when I don't mean to offend them. Um, And it's actually been really hard. Like, um, I've been trying to... I've been trying to structure things in a way that is very clear and understandable, but for those of you guys who have stuck around a lot with me, I'm not very good with plans, not because I don't like to stick with them, but just because I'm physically unable to stick to a script because I literally just talk without thinking. Mm, actually, no. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's the best... Obviously, it's not a good thing to do. It's not smart, but it's just, for me, my most best articulated oh my god no that just does not prove my point but the best articulated points for me are usually done in the spur of the moment like I'm really good at thinking on the spot and you know doing that but as soon as it when it comes to like structured things and I just my my brain doesn't work so when I say I have a lot of things to talk about I do have a lot of things to talk about it but as soon as I've put my finger down on the keyboard to write ideas down it just doesn't happen and it's really peeving me off I just did like before I recorded this episode I just spent the last hour and a bit trying to continue and all I did was just go on after rabbit hole and rabbit hole trying to do research and stuff only for it to get like what one quote out of this one article 
I'm just, my brain's not made for it, I swear. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll get that to you guys at some point. Unfortunately, obviously, by the time that I do get that stuff out, um, one, it's not relevant anymore. Two, no one cares anymore. Three, what are we even doing here still? But, you know, it's not on brand. Like, <laughs> no, isn't it on brand for Thoughts and Theories to always be late on the trend? Um, late by several <laughs> months, weeks, maybe even years. It's just, it is what it is. And I kind of like that about this because I know a lot of people would like to take advantage of things that happened really recently so then you can get the most views, listeners, and just like, you know, generate more discussion. And while that is true, and someday I would love to do that, um, it's just not in the cards for me at the moment, but also... I think I quite like not being on time and just waiting for things to cool down a bit before finally stating my piece, because then there'll be less heated arguments, um, you know, um, like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for, like, constructive criticism and all, but I'm awfully aware of, like, when, when things, like, how do I say this? When when things are really hot and burning because it just happened, everyone's talking about it, people don't tend to think before they respond and say something you know and usually when that happens it's not something nice it's not you know so if people are still interested in listening to it after the event has gone down you know those are people with usually solid points or even if it's not solid they like are genuinely interested in the topic and they you know they want to they want to talk about it you know which is really cool which is why I know a lot of you guys have heard a lot of that controversy with um, you know, RM posting, RM from BTS posting the, what's it called? The song Bad Religion. I think it's by Frank Ocean. I'm not sure, but he posted it on his story. And um, that song, like, uh, like you know, talks, ha- you know, has some controversial lyrics to it. I'm not putting my opinion out there or anything. I'm just stating what happened. And that has striked a lot of controversy. And I don't want to talk about it yet. If you guys want to hear about it on the podcast, then I'll probably talk about it when things have died down a lot. And that probably won't be anytime soon. If, currently, the internet is on fire. Articles are going out and fans are reacting badly. And um, honestly, I don't know how to feel about it because I don't know the whole situation. And I'm hesitant to say or do anything. So for now, I'm just going to sit back, relax, and watch what's up. And for those of you who don't know what's happening, then just search up RM Bad Religion Controversy, then you'll know. Or just search up RM, and I'm sure, like, it will be one of the first things that pops up. Um, It has included a lot of other K-pop idols as well. Um, But yeah, no, I'm not... I'm not quite too sure about that situation. So I'll leave it at that. And there was also that recent helicopter, no, airplane crash uh, that happened in Malaysia recently. I think, uh, obviously, the crash, there was a video of it on TikTok. The crash happened and I think six or seven people died and two people that were on the road. I think one was an... uh, was a food panda driver, like they were a delivery person, and they were just minding their own business, and then boom, explosion, dead on the spot. I'm so sorry. That sounded very insensitive of me. But um, yeah, that that's that's the situation. You see, this is why this is why I need to write things down when it comes to political things or like things that actually matter in the real world. Because Ross, I'll say things like that because my generation is so used to using humor to deflect serious situations that on one hand, it's 
you know, it makes it easier for you to talk about things and confess the things to make things a bit more lighthearted. Especially, I know a lot of people who, like, confess to family trauma that way. Um, But, like, at the other... On the other hand, it kind of lessens the impact of such a serious situation. I mean, like, people did die, and those were genuine lives. Like, they had family, they had friends. They were going to work for Frick's sakes, you know what I mean? Anyway, damn. I'm getting really off track. I'm so sorry. My introductions aren't usually this long. But, um, I guess that's a good thing, though. Because, like I said, I have been planning to do, um to do the situation in Malaysia with 1975. Uh, I was going to do that, um, but I was struggling with the script, so I can't. So this this episode is genuinely really last minute, so expect a really rambly side of me. I did not take my meds today, <laughs> so um, not in the best state, but hey, we'll be fine. Uh, so what I'm talking about today will be something very unusual to what I usually do. If I'm being honest, uh, this is a a retry of a recording because I was going to talk about something else. I was going to talk about uh, the play Fold by Joe Anderson. Um, And I was halfway through that episode before I realized my brain is actually dead and and everything that I just said for that half an hour was useless and and did not make any sense to anyone who aren't, like, who aren't, like, theater people and was probably, like, really boring. So uh, I'm going to talk about something really different, and maybe I will come back to Fold, but I don't know. But anyway, um, I'll be, I think I'll be giving you guys reading recommendations, I think, because I'm just like, my brain's dead today, I didn't take my meds, I'm really tired, it's late, and uh, my day's been really busy, I haven't had the best of news today, um, but that's all good, that's fine. Life is like a wheel, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but it will always be somewhere, you know? <laughs> useless wisdom from me hey anyway oh my god that's so cold um so like i said i'll be giving you guys some book recommendations but i'm not talking about like mm, i'm not talking about the regular recommendations that people would give you know like oh read oh um what what, uh, like i'll read the maze runner trilogy or read um I can't even think of book titles anymore. Read Harry Potter. <laughs> because I realize I don't read uh, the mainstream books, I think. Um, I'll get to them, I promise, I swear. And I will I will eventually get to giving you guys recommendations of actual books I've read. But I don't know if they're good anymore because I read them when I was a kid. So I don't know if like older me would have like appreciate that and like that. Um anyway, so the books that I recommend you are actually online books, and they're not, they're not West, they're not written by the West. They're, um, they're Chinese books, but they're translated to English. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know how everyone has their favorite trope? Like, every culture has their, like, like, you know, okay, sorry, my brain. You know when you watch a K-drama? Um, and you get really excited when, um, when the main characters finally hold hands on the 16th episode. And we're just like, yes, my OTP has sailed, the ship has gone, and we are happy campers, right? So that's in K-dramas. We don't really expect much intimacy except for a lot of pining and slow burn, you know? Um, whereas generally, I'm not saying all, but like, generally with a lot of uh, American or, like, English 
dramas uh, like you wouldn't you wouldn't be very surprised to find intimacy there like um that could be intimacy within closed doors um or that could just be intimacy like just like public displays of affection um and it's just it's very open and it's very there all the time the only movies i can think about like at the top of my head obviously there's um mr and mrs smith there's um what is that movie called Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. But to be fair, that book is a smart book, so you know what to, to what to expect. Um, and I don't know. Just think about any like TV show right now, and I'm sure there's like some sort of like vulgarity in there. I don't know if vulgarity is a good word. <laughs> it sounds a bit negative, and I'm not necessarily saying it's negative. It's just different, right? Oh, God, I'm not making my case any better. Anyway, I'm moving on. Um, and whereas if you look at um, a lot of, you know, China fiction... Okay, I don't actually know a lot about that. But there there was this meme on TikTok that I saw recently. There was basically like, oh, movies, um, you know, where characters get shot, but comparing it by different countries, right? So everyone's just like, oh, how characters get shot sh- uh, shot in Korea movies, how characters get shot in China movies and stuff. But then when finally they get to the Bollywood movies, um, they get shot, but then like suddenly like this majestic um, music comes on and then there's like 20 different angles and then like the characters falling gracefully and then there's like flashbacks to their childhood and it's just like every... And then we get like 15 shots from every single member that's there and they're like <gasps> and there's like gasps for like 30 times and it's just all over the place. but it's just like super dramatic and it's just super funny so that's what i mean when i say that every culture every place has their their thing right and um so for like i don't know if it's just my because i don't want to make any bold statements because i'm obviously i don't i i don't explore very much but from what i've encountered in like a, I, I won't say China specifically, just a lot of Asian books that are translated to English is they always have a common trope and it's the the like billionaire baby daddy sort of trope. Not okay, not baby daddy. No. Uh like I can I as the woman can depend on you, this rich man, to help me take care of my problems, but at the same time I'm a strong independent woman and I can take care of my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I did not explain that very well. Um, oh man, I'm, I really suck at this. But I'll just say that the novels I usually get my places, my the place where I usually get my novels from, is the website is called Novel Updates or Web Novel, and uh, you can find all sorts of books there. And you can, and the titles are usually really cheesy. Obviously, don't um, I don't expect perfect English with web novel because most of the novels there they're translated to English from Chinese or Thai or wherever they got it from, um, and they are translated to English by volunteers and they have their own websites and they ask for donations if you can help out wherever you can and it's like a really is small business the right word to say? I don't know. It's more of a thing where they usually do in their free time and if to help them along, you, you know, give them donations, but it's not their job. Like, they have other things to do and they're prob- and English is probably not their main language or something. So, uh, like, the, the English isn't the best all the time. Sometimes it's impeccable. Sometimes it's understandable. Sometimes it's just... I have... Okay. 
if I'm being honest, I haven't met anything that's dreadful. The only dreadful thing I've read is when it's directly translated from Google Update. Google Update? What the frick? Google, um, what? Google Translate. Um, obviously, the English there is going to be really, really bad. And what a lot of, uh, what we call them are rules. Um, instead of edit-to-translated ones. So, yeah, when you read the rules, it's just, yeah, it's very not good. So it's really hard to find a translator that can do worse than rules, right? Anyway, so when you read those books, you can expect some really goofy titles, and it's just, it's sort of like clickbait titles, but, like, it works, you know? And it's just... <laughs> like, for example, like, oh, um, I, I marry... I marry my billionaire childhood best friend, or um, I face slap the villainess to become the film empress, um, or uh, I don't. I'm just making up these titles, but I'm sure these are actual book titles. Like they're just so cliche, but they're just so funny. And like, I never said like these ideas are original, but sometimes you just want something like classic, sweet, no angst, and just a nice, good vibe of a time, you know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I just, I just got the novel updates website up, and I'm on a recommendation list. And here's li- these. Are, okay, I gave you hypothetical titles before, right? These are actual titles. Okay, uh, one, the former wife of invisible wealthy man. Uh, there's also the CEO's villainous childhood friend. That was pretty similar to what I said before. Uh, there's also spending the villain's money to extend my life. Uh, I help the richest man spend money to prevent disasters. My wife is my life. The villain is happy being a father. By Fu Mei in the 70s. Five big shots kneeled and called me mom. <laughs> my god. My whole family are villains. Transmigrating to become the boss's little fairy. Perfect fiancé. The villain and the cannon fodder's mother. Every vicious woman needs a loyal man. Adopting and raising the male lead and the villain. Okay, so that's basically the titles that they come in. And um, they're very... They're not great. Like, I, to be honest, if I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of I kind of really like them. They're so funny and they're straight to the point. Like, it tells you what it is. Like, obviously, you really like it when you read books and you want, like... if You know, you know when you read a book and, like, let's say the title is just something really... Um, like, something that just sounds really random, or, like, it's a word that you've never heard before, right? And then you read the book, and then you're like, whoa, this word actually has a lot of symbolic meaning to the character progression and the plot development of the book and everything, and it's just like, whoa, big brain, it's so cool. And yes, I'm not gonna lie, those are obviously really awesome and really cool. But, like I said, these books are simple, they're sweet, they're good, like I say, they're generally cliche with different variations, but they've They've got the general same plot, and um, they tell you straight up what what the plot is in the title, and I like how it doesn't beat around the bush, and it's just like, okay, so childhood friends to lovers, uh, childhood friends to lovers to enemies, to lovers to enemies again, like, you know, you know that sort of vibe, and it's just super sweet. Oh my god, I don't, like, I live next to a highway, and what, oh my god, there's so many trucks right now, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so... I haven't been explaining things very well, um, and like I said, what I was saying before, like, was a bit general. I'm not saying all 
uh, translated Chinese books are like this. But the genre that I'm into specifically, this is the books that I get. Like, this is the strain that I get. So the genre that I'm really into is transmigration, right? As you know, uh, to migrate is to move, right? The transmigration is where you sort of move from one reality to another, like, think about, like, in the easiest sense I can explain it, like, think in fanfic terms, where, so let's say you are living your life here in reality, and then let's say you get hit by a truck, and then when you wake up, you find out that you're in the body of Hermione Granger in Harry Potter, and you're like, what? I've read this novel before, and, or I've watched the movie, and, like, I know everything that's going to happen, um, or even if you don't know the movie, the plot is just suddenly put into your brain in the lifetime, and, the character that you lived just so happened to be living, like, a bad life. Um, or maybe they were a bad person or something. And usually the plot line is they want to redeem themselves or, like, you know, bring justice to the character and, you know, go up from there. So it's a character progression story and it's just really satisfying because you know the character's really OP, overpowered, and badass. And they can basically metaphorically face slap anyone they come across and just really quickly climb the ranks. Obviously, there's obviously um, other, like, variations of this. Sometimes there's, like, harems. Like, you can have multiple love interests at the same time. But I'm not really into that. It's too complicated for me. I just really like the trope where it's just... It doesn't matter who the main character is, whether it's a guy or a girl. Like, whoever their love love interest is, um, there's just one. And they've been loyal since the very get-go. And I find that really cute because it's just, like, a power couple, like, vibing and just going through the story. I know I said I was going to recommend the books, but I don't think I'll be getting to recommending books until a lot later because i got to explain my obsession to you guys. So I've been reading these types of genres for quite a while. Um, and I'm sure if you... So I already told you what transmigration was, if you didn't know. And um, canon fodder, I, I'm not quite sure of the direct translation for it. Uh, but from what I've come to realize, it's basically a character who is used as a stepping stone to help the progression of the main character. You know what I mean? Like, like think about the mini villains in a storyline um, and then um, how they are used to uh, help boost the main character's strength and morale or whatever until they can finally fight the, you know, the final boss. So one example I can think about right now at the top of my head is, let's say... Uh, Naruto, right? Very popular anime. Um, Naruto's just a kid who wants to be Hokage. Um, finds out he's a nine-tailed fox, and he and his friends, um, you know, go to the fourth Shinobi War, and they fight Madara. Madara and what's her name? The Moon Goddess. Uh, Agui. Uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, Madara is the final boss, right? And so he is the person that Naruto and Sasuke and everyone else has to fight, like, before the end of the plot. Like, that is everything, right? But before he can fight Madara, obviously Naruto needs to do some leveling up. So think about the many villains that they face in the earlier seasons, right? Uh, think about that one, you know, the mission to the wave, uh, the guy with the sword. What's his name? Damn, I'm really bad with these examples. You know, Haku's um, mentor. Uh, so the, he was a villain, one of the big, first big villains that they faced, and he was just, he was like, he was a cannon fodder. He had an unfortunate 
luck and life and he just, uh, you know, was used as a stepping stone for Naruto. Obviously, that's not a nice thing to say, but um, it, it is what it is. You know, he was used to help Naruto and actually Sasuke in this moment. It was used to help that fight with Haku was used to help Sasuke unlock his Sharingan and, you know, help them realize what it's like to actually fight someone with a real life on the line and then obviously there were other people that they had to fight there was the chunin exams uh meeting the other jinjurikis and then obviously there were the akatsuki um and they had to fight that so those are i'm not saying they have i'm not saying that cannon fodders have to be villains they just sort of have they're just okay how do i say this they're just collateral damage i would say anyway so basically that's what the book is about the character dies in their world and then they wake up in some sort of novel or movie or in a different world altogether and they get and obviously this novel or movie or whatever doesn't exist in the real in our life but in their character's life so i'm because ross that's like that's fan fiction right but these are proper books so we got to follow by rules right (laughs) so it's just made up stories and stuff like that so and then they usually end up in characters that had a tragic death a tragic life trajectory and they got to fix it and usually that character had a dream like they wanted to be the film empress or emperor they wanted to be this next ceo or they wanted to be the top model or something and the main character who's super op and badass is going to be like all right don't worry i got you babes and then you know takes over and rules the world with their hubby or wife. And um, usually the characters I read are girl main characters. So, um, like, her hubby would usually be, as you could tell from the titles before, they're they're, um, really rich, right? So they're just super powerful and on the side and, like, you know, like, they let the main character do their thing. But when the very few times that the main character is vulnerable, the guy can just come in and, like, you know, sweep in and save the day. And it's just really sweet and it's just really cute. No angst and there's just really good face slapping. And I use the term face slapping a lot because they use the term face slapping a lot. Like, I find that I use a lot of vocabulary that they use a lot in that fiction. Like, for, for those of you who are, like, like, who know exactly what I'm talking about, like, you'll know, like, face-slapping, green tea, like, uh, that one green tea character, being two-faced, having a face so thick, you know, being shameless, and then the swear words where it's just like, your mother, your grandparents, you know, like, it doesn't make sense in English, but me as an Asian person, like, if you translate that to Mlayu, like, it's a, <laughs> it's a really, it's a really funny swear word, basically. Um, and then there's obviously those, like, uh, those, uh, superstitions, you know, like, where if someone, if someone's talking bad about you behind your back, you sneeze, or, like, if your eyelash, like, if your eyelash falls onto your cheek, that means someone, uh, kissed you, I think, would kiss you there or something, I don't know, or, like, someone was wishing you something good or something, I don't know, but it's a good thing. Anyway, okay. Hopefully I described everything well and I didn't confuse you or lose you. I feel like I lost myself a wee bit. But I wanted to I wanted to um, recommend a few of my own books so I can give you, like, a better example, okay? Um, so one of the... It's actually one of the titles I read out before. And it's called The CEO's Villainous Childhood Friend. And right off the bat, we know two characters there's the ceo and there's the villainess 
who is the girl, she's a villain, and they're both childhood friends, okay? So, it's, <laughs> it's a really funny book, and it's really sweet, and it's obviously got, like, stereotypes, and it's, like, I don't know, like, I know a lot of people... I know a lot of people will have a lot of problem with this, and that's fine. You don't have to be interested in it, but I am. And I know some people will be. But I also know that a lot of people will be like, um, like, I don't want to fall into stereotypes, one. Also, I don't need no man. Like, what do you mean? Like, can't she just be a girl boss without it? I, personally, I think you can be really strong, awesome, and powerful. That's great. But you don't have to sacrifice love for it. Like, it's not a bad thing for your significant other to want to support you and to be able to support you. The whole point of a relationship is to be able to support each other. Obviously, in the in these books, they're very exaggerated and like obviously no one is not everyone is like a billionaire CEO, awesome, handsome, eight-pack, like works at the gym, super gentlemanly and romantic. Like that doesn't happen in real life. But this is what it is, right? It's a fiction, it's a book, and it's very it's very cute. It's something that we can dream about and we'll settle in reality. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. No, but, like, it's obviously we can't get that in reality, but, like, in reality, um, it doesn't matter if they have money or not, but, like, it's okay to want to depend on your partner. It doesn't matter whether you're a girl or a guy or um, anyone. You can support, you can get support from your partner, from your friends, from your family, and that doesn't make you weak, okay? Um... You can, <laughs> you can ask for help, okay? And that's not, that's not a bad thing. And I just feel like a lot of the, a lot of the feminist movements nowadays just, I feel like it promotes a lot of, like, obviously there's a lot of good with it, but I just can't help. But sometimes wonders that there's a little bit of negative expectations there because it's like, like, for example, we think about the new Disney Snow White movie, and I will do an episode on this <laughs> eventually. Um, and you know how, like, it's saying how Rachel Ziegler was saying, um, she's the actress for Snow White, by the way. She was saying how, like, she, there's not, romance isn't really a focus of the story, and, you know, she's girl bossing and she wants to, uh, you know, she wants to, you know, be the leader she always wants to be. And it's just like, yeah, that's great and all, but, like, why is it that she can't be a leader and not get love at the same time? Like, I feel like whenever we're talking about feminist movement and being all girl boss, we have to sacrifice something. That's the opposite of what we want. Why can't we get it all? You know? Because in fiction, when dudes are the superhero, they obviously fight, like, between, like, doing the right thing and saving the world and, you know, protecting their loved ones and being able to keep them or not. Like, especially the love interest. Like, obviously... I have to break up with her because, like, she's going to get hurt if anything comes to light. And it's like, it sucks. But at the end of the day, more often than not, they usually get the girl, you know? They can be a superhero and still get the girl. So why is it that the girl in this situation can't do what she wants to be, whether that's being a leader or whether that's just working a regular job and being a um a good mother it doesn't matter why can't it be that she wants to do what she wants and still get love at the same time why does she have to pick that's dumb that's stupid stop it stop it media okay can we can we get both of those anyway i'm getting distracted that that's a whole other topic that i gotta do different different episode for but so um i i want to the next half of this um 
episode, I want to talk about this novel that I mentioned to you, and uh, <laughs> and I'll show you my highlights. Uh, but yeah, now nah, I'll see you guys after this break. I'm counting back the number of the steps it took for me to get back on the wagon of the weekend. Hopefully my brain is working better now. So like I said, the novel is called The CEO's Villainous Childhood Best Friend. Um, You can find it on novelupdates.com. And it is completely translated, so you don't have to wait for updates, because I loathe to wait for updates. Uh, I'll read you the quick description. Um, It's probably not going to translate as well, because it's a lot about formatting, and it's probably easier that way. Also, their names are Chinese names. My translation is terrible. I'm not a Chinese woman, uh, or and I've never taken the subject, the language. So, I, okay, forgive me for the names. But so the description reads: When Kiao, oh my god, no, this is terrible. When Kiao Mo Yu awakened, she found herself in a novel world and had become the villainess who was loathed by the president, the story's male protagonist. 
Kiao Mo Yu, the president's childhood friend, came to his door whilst holding a baby, but the man said he won't take any responsibility since the child wasn't his. As she stared at her adorable and proud little toddler, Kiao Mo Yu decided to take this chance to raise her son while having a fresh start in her acting career. As for the other problems, she'll just take it easy. However, a few months later, the president says, You're not some disgusting mosquito blood. You're my white moonlight first love. Her child also says, Mama, he's not Bao Bei's father. Bao Bei doesn't want him. And a certain film emperor that comes out of nowhere, I want both you and the child. Online fans, Kiao Mo Yu is ours. <laughs> um, okay, like I said, it doesn't translate well when you when I read it out to you, so I have to be the you have to be the one to read it yourself. But it's basically like you know the meme format, like where you you have to be able to be the the one to read it. So it's basically like oh me, no one, no one, me, that sort of thing. So in this case, it's the president, her child Lolo, and then the film emperor who is the actual male lead of this film. So the story of it is, like I said, Moyu, she is she died and then she transmigrated into this novel world where she is hated by the supposed male protagonist of the film, and that is the president. Okay, we'll just refer to him as the president. However, the male lead the actual male lead for the um for the main protagonist who transmigrates into the world is the film emperor and he will be helping her out a lot in uh, starting up her fledgling little acting career. In the book plotline, she actually... I don't actually remember how she dies. Um, but she was framed by the female protagonist of the film. Of the of the book, sorry. Um, and uh, then she kind of dies lonely, drugged, or like she commits suicide. I don't know. Usually the characters who die in these things either get murdered or they kill themselves. And it's... Um, it's sad, but you know that's what the main, that's what more you is for, right? To come in and save the day. And I get it; it's probably really confusing to think about two sets of protagonists, like the male lead and female lead, because there's the original male lead and female lead, and then there's the male lead and female lead that we are supporting, right? So obviously, Kiao Mo Yu and the film emperor are the protagonists that we support because they are our main characters. However, the main characters of the novel that Kiao Mo Yu had transmigrated into um, is... Uh, uh, the president and the female lead who has yet to be answered. And, um, oh my god, so sorry. There's a little squeaking here and there. But anyway, in the actual novel plotline, uh, there is, um, basically the story is about this girl who is poor and she finds out that she's actually the blood daughter of this really prestigious, uh, rich family. And that rich family just so happened to be the main character, Kiamo Yu's family. Except Kiamo Yu has always been known as the adopted daughter because they that family had lost their daughter a long time ago. And um, now that the original daughter is back, she was really quickly kicked out of the family because the the evil female protagonist, we'll call her that, the evil female protagonist had, you know, set it up so that her family won't love her anymore. And the president, who had been childhood friends with the uh, original Kiamo Yu, who hadn't Oh my god, this is this is really getting uh, frustrating. But uh, like you know, explaining because not only are the names stuff, but it's just it. Like I said, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough thing to explain. 
but um, the president and Kim Yoo were childhood best friends, right? But then she had left to go do plastic surgery overseas uh, because of an accident with a fire when she came back later on. Um, suddenly the president, who she had been in love with since she was a kid, uh, doesn't love her anymore. And suddenly he's in love with this girl who is also the biological daughter of the family that took her in. And now suddenly this girl had just taken everything away from her, her family, her childhood love, her career. And her life was literally uh, seriously taken away from her. And it's just, it sucks. And she lived a really miserable life. The evil female protagonist was really threatened by this girl um, because uh, of those two reasons. And another reason that I don't want to say because it's a plot twist, but um, just a hint has something to do with the fire that she, you know, had to leave for. Um, But yeah, no. So she, the the evil female main what? The evil female protagonist wanted to get rid of Kiamu Yu permanently. So, after a few machinations and evil plot lines and villain stuff, she died. Kiamu Yu died. Um, but then, the main character that we support, the Kiamu Yu of the real world, um, died and fell into the comic, into the book, of just before her downfall really started to get too bad. And then that starts the journey of her love story and her successful career um, in acting. And it's just really cute if you guys are looking for that sort of thing. If you guys want me to talk in, like, in the language of tags or tropes or storylines, then um, here is the most simple way I can put it. Um, It's childhood friends to enemies. It's uh, Marriage of Convenience. Oh, wait, no, no, not Marriage of Convenience. That's a different book that I'm going to recommend later. Um, it's not Marriage of Convenience. It's um, a down, it's a bottom of the ladder to top of the food chain vibe. Uh, it's a single mother plot line, so she is raising her own child um, before she gets with the uh, film emperor. Um, there's a lot of really satisfying face slaps in this. Um, it's cliche. There's not really any angst. It's really fluffy. Uh, it's got two-faced green tea characters. Um, what else is there? It's just, it's just really cute. (laughs) There's also, oh, right. There's also, there's also this, like, little thing where she kind of, has like she leads a double life where she's like pretending to be a priest or something and she brings her kid around and she accidentally gets popular as a priest and she's also popular as an actress as well and um it just gets really confusing and messy for her but it is what it is and she can't do anything about it but it's like a struggle anyway yeah so in terms of um in terms of tags and stuff it's it's sort of like that. It's um, also Strangers to Friends to Lovers. It's a relatively fast-paced book. There's nothing too complicated. It's literally just her trying to find work, trying to find out her the, who the father of her baby is, and trying to get rid of this pesky president who's suddenly obsessed with her all over again, and this girl who is the biological daughter of her family and is still hell-bent on getting rid of her, but the main character honestly does not care and is living life. Um, there's another book that I'm currently reading that I haven't finished. It's a lot longer 
speaking of longer, if you guys want to know the length of this, uh, it's it's got about 230 chapters. I know that sounds a lot, but the chapters are really short. Because the chapters in Chinese are very long, what translators, I find, tend to do is they usually split one chapter and split it into three three different updates. So when I say that there's 230 chapters, what I'm actually saying is 230 updates. But when when it comes to the actual like actual chapters of the book, I reckon there's probably like 80, maybe 90 chapters. So it's like I said really straightforward, really cute and it's just a vibe. So if you're looking for a like really wholesome family dynamics, uh really sweet, the uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, the main the actress isn't uh, the main character isn't quite black bellied. Uh, she's She's not very willful, so she's very cute. But I have read characters where they're very black-bellied and willful, and that, that if done well, they can they can come across really well as well. So that is that novel. Um, I'm only recommending you two books today uh, because I don't have time, and maybe next time I'll recommend you guys more books from other places, other recommendation lists. But there's one there's one that I'm reading at the moment, and it's called. I help the richest man spend money to prevent disasters. And it's exactly how it sounds. It's really dumb. It's really sweet. It's really dumb. <laughs> so basically the gist of it is the main character, who is a girl, she dies and she transmigrates into a novel of that world. And um, she basically gets this is she basically gets married to this one guy because um he is a very, his family's very religious and this guy's really rich right he's like super super rich he's one of the richest men he's one of the rich he's in one of the richest families in um asia i think is his setting anyway but he had to marry they're they're very they're, you know they they say in the book the more rich you are the more superstitious you are so they're very religious and like like they went to a priest i believe or like a fortune teller i think um and was like what is the fate of my son because this guy he keeps he keeps getting into near-death accidents and it's just you know he's always so close to dying and they're the family's scared for him so they go to a fortune teller and the fortune teller goes like dude your whole life you're gonna be near death and one day you will die and it's gonna be sooner than later like very very soon um so you need to you need to find someone who's got opposite energy of yours because yours is currently like black energy and it's not great or whatever like some sort of like religious jargon that i don't know but like yours is really bad energy we gotta we gotta find someone who's who can neutralize that energy um and then that's where they find the main character who just recently got transmigrated and so it's just like you gotta get together with her she needs to spend your money and um then your fate will be reversed and you will live a prosperous life and then he's just like okay i'll do it for my family but i don't love her and she's just like well i get money so i'll help you out because in the book he does die pretty soon he dies within a year and she kind of needs backing as well because her parents just died. Her char- this character that she tra- just transmigrated into, like her parents just died, and it's just you know she kind of has no house, Loki. So she's, you know, she's here to uh, be there. So she marries the guy really quickly, and they set off on their own adventures. Um, and it's as dumb as it sounds. It doesn't really have any logic to it, but it's really sweet and like you know it, do- it kind of doesn't need any logic. 
But yeah, that's the storyline. She marries the guy. She has to spend his money. And the more she spends, the more fortunate he becomes and the less accidents he gets into. But the key thing is that she can't spend money on herself. She has to spend money on... Oh, no, wait, no. She can't spend money on him. She has to spend the money on herself. And only then can she... Uh, can they live a harmonious life and it's just really funny and it's sweet uh here's the description Yeji not only inherited the rundown house, but also the engagement with a man. The man who met his true love disliked his fiancée in all ways and asked for a divorce. In order to express their guilt, the man's family decided to make up for it with Yeji, but she did not want their compensation and simply left without turning her back. The next second, Yeji was picked up by a Rolls Royce. Guren, the son of the richest man, had a tough life and couldn't live past 30 years old. Only Yeji who was born on the cloudy day of the lunar year, was the most suitable match that could make him survive. Yeji and Guren got married. Guren gave her a bank card. All she has to do is spend money for him. Squander his fortune. Yeji bought a Lamborghini for Guren, but he had an accident as soon as he drove the car. As soon as she bought some Hermes platinum bags for herself, Guren signed a more than $1 billion worth of business contract. It turned out that the money could only be spent on herself. The more she spent, the more prosperous she became. Since then, her life has changed completely. She became a rich woman who owns luxury items, limited edition bags, and a villa overlooking the Forbidden City. The man thought that Ye Ji, who had broken up with, must have suffered a lot, until one day he saw his former fiancé walking in the street followed by a striking Lamborghini. Wait, who's that man next to her? This man is super rich, hundreds of times richer than his own family. <laughs> Again, English is a little bit stilted. The description is really silly and cliche, but you know, you get the gist. And in trope or tag speak, it's marriage of convenience. It's um uh it's sweet, fluffy, no angst. Um and they get to it's not a slow burn, it's pretty fast paced. They get together pretty quickly. Um and uh we get revenge on the people who try to make things bad for the main character. Um, and you basically don't ever feel bad for her. Like, because you feel bad for the original character's... Um, original character's circumstance, but the main character's here to fix it. And she's like, nah, nah, I got it. I got it. And she's super badass, and she can deal with things herself, and she's super talented as well. And it's just, it's super sweet. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend those two books. Um, and again, I know it's really it's really silly sounding, but if you're just t if you, cause like you know sometimes when you read like a really good book series or something and it's just like really emotionally draining and it's like awesome. Sometimes before you start the next awesome book series, you need one really sweet short romantic cliche that will sort of refresh refresh your you know reading palette in order for you to start a new dark romance. Let's say you know or a mafia romance, or whatever you're into. Um, and if you are in one of those, you know, I need a short refresher, these are the sort of books that I recommend for you because they're really refreshing. They're sweet, and it's tooth-rotting fluff, is what I'm saying. Um, and if these two don't sound like your style, then honestly, I 100% uh, recommend you pop over to novel updates to, you know, find the books for you. Their tropes are really good. But um, 
if you still don't know what you should read, if you go to novel updates, if you go to the side, if you're on the laptop, by the way, you go to the right side of your screen at the bottom, it says recommendation lists. And there you can find like the lists that other, other readers have compiled into a certain genre. For example, I'm looking at it now. There's one recommendation list that is, that is called the top 1%. And it's basically, in their opinion, the most, the best books on the website. And I've sorted this by the most followers. So this recommendation list has got the most followers. It's got 2,107 followers. And it's got um, 480761 views. I can't read that in numbers because I'm dumb. Anyway, so here's... So here's some of the recommendation lists that I found. So obviously there's a top 1%. There is Smut with only one female lead, R18, obviously. So if you're into that, there you go. Uh, the recommendation list that I was just going through, the one that I'm going through at the moment, is called Sweet, Fluffy, MC Transmigration into Book. So that genre that I'm really into. Uh, and Okay, so another Rick list is Transmigration Hell and BL. Another one is Yandere Possessive male, I don't know. Uh, best Chinese BL novel, uh, dark fantasy, no harem, no no NTR, no simps. There is Korean otome, uh, completed or mostly completed BL, healthy relationship BLs, harem with only one male lead, my favorite GL novel that hooked me up, crazy for the MC, male yandere list, shoujo, jose, uh, lots of girls, lots, oh, uh, <laughs> novels you'll definitely reread 100 novels so those are the top 10 i believe i don't know if i think i read more than 10 i have no idea but those are the top 10 recommendation lists and in those recommendation lists there's probably like 100 books in there and they've they've got really good books and i guarantee you i've read most of them um and it's just it's really good it um depending on the rick list like in the genre usually what i read are transmigration uh, novels and there will be terms that you won't understand and stuff and that's fair enough even if you're like new to the terms and stuff like that you'll get into it pretty quickly and once you're in it you kind of can't stop some people are in it just for the refreshers for me this is my this is my thing um dark romance is so heavy like i just can't like i can't with the angst and i always get really jump scared by the miscommunication trope like that is my that is my book ick as soon as I read Miscommunication, I'm throwing that book across the room and you are out for me. Miscommunication, love triangles. Mm-mm, out of it, out of it, gone. Be gone. Um, but yeah, no, definitely check it out. Uh, and to clarify some terms that are on here, um, are there any terms that I said that hasn't been clarified? There's transmigration. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I've just explained everything. And if you don't know, it'll be pretty easy to catch up so yeah uh i hope you enjoyed this very chaotic rambly book recommendation thing of novel updates um i think it took so long for me to explain everything because it's very different to what i know a lot of people read so i had to explain a lot of things before i could actually get to the book recommendation part and i only ended up recommending two um but i do hope you guys check those books out they're they're so funny they're so good and um next time if i do a book rick list maybe i'll do it on web novel maybe i'll still go on novel updates either way i'll hopefully be able to you know give you guys a more comprehensive uh review and better recommendations um yeah but thank you guys so much for tuning in and i hope you guys have a great day thank you all for joining me today on thoughts and theories i hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about i hope to see you all next time till then 
This has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.